I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. What was being said in these relationships, in effect, was what that white people wanted the benefit of loving someone black without confronting the conditions that make life difficult for black people. When white people would say to me, I don't care if you're black, they were not being generous. They were not being progressive. They were literally, they literally meant what they said. They did not care. And even if they did not mean it cruelly, they meant it to say the historical overwhelming conspiracy on the part of their country by government, the judiciary, the financial and educational institutions, and by law enforcement to ensure a black underclass was not enough or was too much for them. They might not be, they might be sympathetic. They might not, but it was life. However terrible they may have felt individually, they would do nothing more about it. Doing nothing more about it did not only mean a willful misunderstanding of the black journey, but an abandonment of the white people who were willing, who were willing to risk their lives because they knew exactly the depth of the conspiracy and its inevitable destructiveness. The Andrew Goodmans and the Michael Schwerners, the Michael Lewis Moores and James Reeves, the Viola Luizos, Bruce Clunders and Heather Hires on a national level and the few committed important people of our anonymous lives were equally betrayed by this daily cynicism as much as any black person these friends and lovers especially the lovers sought to absolve themselves of guilt for their systemic advantages by loving the black person in their life without risking anything to keep that person safe they wanted to save themselves by appearing to save me and as any black man who has dated a white woman knows white women believe they can have both all the preferential treatments and patriarchy of whiteness while believing in their inherent innocence they could expose their black friends or lovers to their family's casual racism at thanksgiving thanksgiving with no intent of risking their comfort for the minority is always expected to willingly absorb humiliation as part of the privilege of the invite but by doing this the very people who pledged love for you with their words were sending another message by their lack of deed they were always willing to sacrifice you hey welcome to the black out test podcast your host rod and karen and we're live on a tuesday yes, sir. ready to do some podcasting you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic search the black guy who tips leave us five star reviews the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today's excerpt is from uh full dissidents uh which is a new book i just started reading last night by howard bryant um uh full dissidents notes from an uneven playing field is the full name of it um i've been hearing good things about it. he has a great interview on bomani's podcast uh the right time he has a great interview on uh chris what is his last name you guys know the dude from um cnn or whatever wasn't chris something uh maybe it's it's nbc but uh i think it's called why is this happening yeah chris hayes i think it's called why is this happening um but anyway that's a great interview with him as well so um but yeah i just kind of started it on getting into the first couple chapters and uh he got bars man and that was one where he kind of talks about um uh before he even kind of really gets into kaepernick he's talking about the election of trump and how it basically severs so many relationships for mm-hmm. black people when it comes to black people have being friends with white people there's certain relationships yes, that 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 have become a casualty of this because they can't really um understand or it's just uh, obvious that they don't really care about black people 
correct you know uh like he basically says that he it took him a while to understand after the 2016 election but so he felt like something in the country had died Mm -hmm. and he said he said what had died was negotiation correct so you know like by saying we picking trump they were saying we're done we gave you eight years of obama and we were negotiating our white privilege and all this shit with you guys but we're done with that shit now back to back to just overt racist whiteness you know and it's 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 cyclical it's not like the first time i mean it's reconstruction and jim crow you know it's it's different when you living through that shit right slavery and then lynch law you know like it's definitely part of the dna of this country but i think people have started to feel comfortable um he also brought up the idea of like interracial relationships and i guess that, that's the point when you find out if you were a real one or not come on you will find out if it's real because just listen to what you're saying like he's touching a lot of a lot of different points and i agree negotiation did die you know one of those things compromising hearing people out all that shit motherfucking died because trump represented racism and he represented i don't give a fuck and i really don't care about anything and it's like a lot of black and white people were speaking two different languages when it came to trump you know because we even talked about it you know on the show before when they thought well oh it would be cool it'd be joke no 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 the whole time most black people with any fucking common sense was like fuck him he's a problem he's not a joke it's not a game and to them it was all ponies and shit because he looked like them so when somebody looks like you even in the black community you can excuse shit and they excused shit yeah and what's interesting too is that it works both ways like where there's a lot of white people who were charged up and enthused by the idea of trump you know there were people that thought it was funny all that type of stuff um but then there's people that weren't necessarily racist and kind of saw it as you know uh it's just politics it's not a real thing it doesn't affect me it doesn't affect you on an individual level why would this make us no longer have to be friends or stuff like that yeah and i think what we don't talk about as often is that because everybody you know wants to be like i was the wokest motherfucker of all time since the day i came out i was born but the Mm -hmm. truth of the matter is um a lot of folks that in black black people decided somewhere between 2000 and i would say somewhere somewhere around 2012 to 2016 that they were just done right and they were no longer negotiating they were no longer uh being quiet they were no longer just ignoring racial trauma and violence and shit right and you know trayvon martin was awakening for a lot of people uh the election of donald trump was that awakening for a lot of people or maybe the awakening was you know slow and steady through all of that but the 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 moment you could not long you can no longer avoid these conversations you can no longer avoid these very obvious disconnects was um trump you know so maybe it had been building and you'd have little conversations about tamir rice and little conversations about trayvon martin or the conversations that didn't happen at all yeah but then this was the elephant in the room because this was essentially uh hanging over everything with this election of donald trump right because it it like you say it's it was a slow erosion of relationships that people have built with people 
over the years we've kind of talked about this before there were a lot of black people who had white people in their lives that friends some of them have family members and things like that when this shit started coming out and you know people are dying in the street your people are dying in the street and and you see you know all this injustice and you're furious and they don't talk about it they don't speak about it they do 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 how was weather how was god you're like motherfucker you know and in your mind you're like what is happening here and anytime you bring it up and i want to talk about it i want to switch to change the subject and you know after a while that's very very frustrating where you go oh okay i am sick and tired of being ignored like you saying there's something within you that just screams i can't speak for nobody it just was just screaming you know and the thing is particularly those that work work in corporate america or work around where you predominantly white people that shit would have to fucking infuriate you you you're at home watching trayvon martin you're at home watching um all these people die and all this shit going up and down your timeline and just in life talking to family members and every time you go to work you're just fucking furious and then you get to work and like i said before it's it's it's, it's like two different worlds it's like the, the shit don't happen or if they do talk about it they they talk about it like it's not a big thing or they want to use you as the token person to agree with their racism when you don't agree with the bullshit or you know they want to see how you feel about it you like you don't really want to know how i feel so you know you 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 kind of put on that work person and for a lot of people it broke them where they was like i cannot pretend no fucking more yeah also like when he talked about you know sacrificing your this black person for whiteness because i think that's something that happens a lot and people are just used to you being sacrificed and not you're not supposed to say anything about it so it's like i'm gonna take you into this hostile environment i love you and i'm protected by my whiteness and then subsequently i will protect you because my love for you and my value for you these white people will know to leave you alone even if this is a hostile environment even if that that might not happen but that's how they think in their minds is i'm gonna take you to thanksgiving you're my husband you're my wife they know better than to to say anything to you you know they know they know you're one of the good blacks at best right but essentially i do have to deal with all this uh negativity and animosity you are taking me around people because by the very nature of white whiteness the allegiance is to whiteness so the thing that white people often you know can get over and have in common via their privilege is yeah that's my friend he's a trump supporter but not all trump supporters are bad you know that kind of thing and when you're white you can afford to think that yes you can you know that's privilege you know i I know as a man i have certain privileges that's because i'm a man like there's certain things that won't bother me as much as it would bother someone else um and you know uh, and it goes down the line there's straight people that have a different tolerance you know uh you out like because i think what happens is the privileges we don't share we're very harsh and judgmental on correct so i don't have any white privilege so it's mm-hmm. easy for me to be harsh and judgmental on white people and you know like you motherfuckers would rather be around you know whatever but then there's certain privileges i have where it's like um this is only because i'm straight this is only because i'm cisgendered this is only because um You're i'm a man. a man and so i you know somebody says some shit that i disagree with i can sit there and maybe even argue with them i'll tell them i disagree and they may respect my opinion because i'm a man right you know there's nothing i can do to change that i'm a man in this situation there's nothing i really can do to make this person grow and be like and suddenly he learned to respect women within three minutes that's not how it works but Mm -hmm. you know i think what happens is there's this extension that's like 
well i'm a man and i navigate these situations let me bring my wife in the locker room and deal with this too and that's the difference right because race is one of those things where people go well if i'm dealing with this as a white person it's not that bad big a deal to me let me bring my black lover my black child my black what family member friend let me bring them into this hostile environment that's not hostile that much to me it's mildly annoying but to them it could be you know very very stressful so yeah and and it can literally be life and death and so you know it's one of those things where a lot of marriages people had to talk to they mate like hey how do you feel about trump Mm-hmm. the fuck is this are you voting for him like let's sit down let's talk like we have got to talk about race we have children that are biracial this shit has got to be fucking addressed like you can't ignore it just because you want to act like race doesn't matter or race is some fucking made up construct well it is a made it is made up don't get me wrong but no matter how made up it is it's fucking real to people when they walk out that goddamn door and that's all that matters right so i I just thought that was interesting man and you know we've all seen the stories of people dealing with this shit and you know and 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 finally having a voice with social media that's the other thing a lot of times you're not even confronting the people there in real life you're you're really having to go to social media where you can have some semblance of support and people can go yeah that wasn't right what happened to you you know so and that's if you even recognize it as something being that fucked up yeah you know and then of course now the new thing is you don't really get support you're the victim in the situation you tell the internet and people start calling you a fool and mocking you you know after we done claimed all this shit about racial trauma and healing and all this shit like it's not really your friends and it's not really a, a safe space to to say hey this experience i had was fucked up you know have y'all ever experienced this too a lot of times people it depends if they like you or not they just turn around and be like fuck you correct and and the the thing about it is it it, it's just hard to navigate life period just life is just hard to navigate and then when people say when you start adding race and you start adding Mm. gender and you start adding sexuality and all these other things it just makes it even harder to navigate and you know for a lot of people my mate should be uh and my home should be a safe space in a safe spot for me and you know and it's one of those things but i don't care how much you love me you have to love me and instead you have to love my people because i am a part of my people we go we actually go hand in hand you can't pluck me out the pot and go well i just love you and fuck the rest of them it it, it doesn't it doesn't work like that yeah it's just wild too because like you'll see people sometimes like shit on black dudes and then like uphold white dudes or something like that but whiteness is so fucked up if you're fucking with a white dude there's like a high if if they vote there's like a 70 or 80 percent chance they're voting republican so like one out of every fucking five white dudes might be worth a goddamn like that's crazy to me you know though just like the odds we're doing and so even when and let's say that you get a good one he's one of the he's one of the one out of five four out of five of his friends are probably trump loving hardcore republicans like that is a world they come from that's a world they live in their family their friends their social circles you know it's it's just one of those things where it's really a needle in the haystack and you hope you get with a good person and you honestly have to hope there's no surprises you hope that as life changes they don't change you know as white people get older they get more and more conservative so it's like it's it's just scary times out there and i think uh what obama was able to let people do was relax 
right and so a lot of people felt like whether they wanted to admit it or not a lot of people subconsciously kind of bought into he'll take care of it we're in this racial utopia and then trayvon martin dies and then all hell breaks loose it's like well wait a minute they hate obama more than uh anyone else they've ever that's ever had that office um and and this, we know it's now tied to his blackness you know and there's nothing you can avoid about it um and so i can't imagine the amount of divorces that have happened right. the amount of uh breakups abuse all this type of shit that's had to happen you know since 2008 because you know you could kind of pretend it was all good before this I, I there was a time when people said they're good republicans out there i honestly can't think of any way to justify any republican that supports this administration on any level i i honestly can't you know i would love to be able to say that you know because i try i try to tolerate i try to pride myself on being you know a bit more um tolerant or accepting or understanding but that's one one bridge i don't think i'm ever going to be able to cross is supporting this man in any way how can i consider you a good person you know like you we're at a point now you can't say he fooled you nope you know it's been like maybe you could have said that shit in 2016 i would have looked at you like you were a fool for being that easily tricked but even then like now i can't say that and so imagine you're in a a romantic relationship a business partnership something like that man this had to sever the cost of trump and this administration and what it's done to people and who is exposed and and all that stuff man is they're never gonna be able to calculate all this shit right and and also it's one of those things where if you happen to get like you say the the the, the one out out of the haystack it's one of those things where it's going to be a lonely battle the reason why i said this is because a lot of white people particularly when they marry marry um outside of their race a lot of times they not that they have to choose but sometimes they may have to choose and if they choose their mate and their loved ones over their family they're gonna lose family members people ain't gonna speak to y'all they're gonna lose friends it's gonna be it's gonna be y'all against the world and people don't want to talk about that but they literally have to make a choice because when it comes to race and racism white people will make you choose us or them it's it's, it's no other way around it to a lot of people when it comes to that shit like it's either us or them and not that that's fair not that that's right but that's the truth that's the sacrifice he's talking about at the end when he says they're, they're willing to sacrifice you so mm-mm-mm. butterfly in the sky i can go twice as high take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow i can go anywhere friends to know and ways to grow a reading rainbow i can be anything take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow a reading rainbow all right let's get into the show guys we got all kinds of stuff to talk about today uh let's see what should we start how about here
gonna ask you There's something that I wanna know Answer this question You have the answer So tell me what I wanna know Do you wanna funk? Do you wanna funk? Won't you tell me now? Won't you tell me now? If you wanna funk, let me show you how. Do you wanna funk with me? Do you wanna funk with me? Alright, let's get into LGBTQ news. Uh, of course, this is uh, all the news that we cover about our lgbtq fam um and mostly it's not good because you know we're not really treating lgbtq plus people good mm. in the world Mm-mm. um some of it is good though we'll try to cover a little bit of both Yay. um let's see uh civil rights icon uh bayard rustin has been pardoned for anti-gay charges uh he is uh a civil rights icon and mike martin luther king jr confidant um he's been pardoned the move is a decision by california governor gavin newsom man gavin newsom about it i guess that's what what happened when everybody vote democrat in your state man like you, shit you, you know get what shit done you know what him and and northam too we gotta get ralph northam his things he can only serve one term but i mean when you got a voting populace that votes democrat man like and you can consistently rely on that i mean it seemed like people just stopped being scared to, to do democratic things mm-hmm. and and that's why particularly the trump administration goes really really hard particularly at california because they was like y'all giving people fucking hope you got to die well see that's also the thing i would throw out there though um and i know it's a total tangent and i'm sure his fans will be a little upset but that's one of the problems i have with bernie sanders is that his people think having bernie uh, put in as president is going to automatically make the entire nation push all the way to the left and if you don't get down ballot type of movement in the country you don't actually have the majority you claim to have and so you can see like a gavin newsom you can see um a ralph northam you can see people that are living these like really liberal places that really do want to push these ideals and values look how strong they are look how reliable they are look how much more likely they would be to support every single bernie initiative because they're not worried about not getting reelected. they're not worried about um the fallout for the country if they make a decision and it's unpopular and they take a hit on it they lose that position and then republicans come in erase it and then keep that majority for years because it's much easier to to destroy than to, uh build right um so it makes me think about stuff like that um because gavin newsom you know uh this is this is just one of many fucking initiatives he passed he passed he's also the dude that um legalize is is making it where colleges have to pay to cut players like that's him anyway in california and across the country many laws are being used as legal tools of oppression and stigmatized to punish the lgbtq 
lgbtq people and communities and warn others that what harm could await them for living authentically newsom said in a statement now newsom and his administration will attempt to right some of those wrongs with the clemency initiative that will review the cases of those in state convicted under such laws as for rustin who helped organize the 1963 march on washington and helped to urge king to lean deeper into the politics and practice of nonviolence, his arrest came in 1953 where he was found having sex with two men oh he was getting it in Mm -hmm. in a parked car in pasadena the men were believed to be sex workers well look him james worthy sometimes you need to it is what it is sometimes one ain't enough lamar odom as a result of the arrest rustin served 50 days in jail and had to register as a sex offender damn what so you get caught that's like but that's so wild because if you if it was a straight person right caught you know running a train or some shit or whatever uh, having a threesome and not it's not now you need to be registered as a sex offender what the fuck did i do like that's crazy though he died in 1987 that conviction is now overturned after pushes from the lgbtq plus and black caucuses of california legislature but i was heard the black caucuses was oh guess people was wrong consensual uh, consensual sex between same-sex adults was legalized in california in 1975 so this shit could have been overturned then in 2013 rustin was posthumously honored with presidential medal of freedom by president barack obama um well uh obviously it's good now that they're it's symbolic that they're overturning this thing and and whatnot but obviously it's also fucked up because i mean a whole person lived and died uh with this uh you know hanging over them when we all know that there's nothing wrong with um like when we all know the pen like i'm not gonna try to say there's nothing wrong with having sex in a public park with three people or whatever i, I get that that would be illegal for anyone i'm not right, trying right. to i'm not saying that's mm-mm, like quote unquote okay or whatever I, I don't not that i really would give a fuck as long as everyone's consenting but i feel you know hey i get it yeah. i get it but uh I, obviously the the stigma and the crime is about him being gay correct as we because you know if you if you're if you're straight and get busted having sex with somebody it's just you know get the hell out of here what are y'all doing you know um maybe a slap on the wrist maybe you know fine we're not talking register as a sex offender um let's see jamila jamil reflects on clusterfuck of a week after coming out as queer uh yeah this was a lot man so jamila jamil has spoken out after what she described as a clusterfuck of a week which saw her coming out after facing backlash over a role in the new talent competition about voguing last week jamila was at the center of criticism when it was reported that she would serve as mc and judge on legendary a new talent a new tv talent search which will center around ballroom culture she quickly spoke out to dispel the reports insisting she will only be judging rather than hosting but many still question whether jamila was qualified to be a part of a show so rooted in specific lgbtq subculture following this jamila then posted a lengthy statement in which she came out as queer and announced she'd be taking a break from twitter branding the social media site brutal jamila has now returned to social media sharing a post on instagram which she reflected on the last week of her life well last week was a perfect clusterfuck it was completely overwhelming admitting her she felt her timing was bad inappropriate unfortunate uh she continued the sequence of events was insane a misunderstanding was left uncorrected for too long and misinformation spread too far too fast when my then my timing was bad and in a moment of distress and pain personal things were blurted out because when you have a secret for decades and you're traumatized it always feels like it might just fucking burst out of you at any given moment even the most inappropriate and unfortunate ones 
i thankfully chose the most inappropriate unfortunate time maybe ever for mine so now you don't have to feel embarrassed about yours i peaked for all of us uh she went on to thank her fans supporters for thousands of messages of kindness and deeply personal letters from strangers and people i know coming out to me privately i don't take it lightly and i'm happy for you that you felt ready to tell even one person she said do it whenever you feel the time is right as long as you think you'll be safe don't feel bad for hiding it for as long as you need and move on and move at your own pace but feel no shame about getting it off your chest and know you're not you aren't alone uh this is a huge community of people who understand there's a huge community of people who understand you respect you and stand with you she ended her post hoping the coming week will be calmer than the last uh legendary is set to H- the uh debut on hbo max in the u.s later this year uh running for nine episodes the show will feature performers battling it out in fashion and dance challenges in their respective voguing houses in an effort to win a trophy and cash prize according to press release eight voguing houses will each have five performers and a house parent previously announced judges include rapper megan the stallion stylist la roach and dancer leone maldonado um yeah so the, the a couple of things one it was misinformation saying that she would be the mc like the person who literally hosted the show and that wasn't true but it's twitter it doesn't need to be true for people to be mad at facts you. don't matter um two there were people saying like well because she's um um damn, my headphone just shorted out oh wait i hear it now uh but yeah there were people saying like well because she is um not gay she shouldn't even not queer she shouldn't even be involved with the show on any level and so there was a lot of that going around and the thing is it wasn't as strong with megan the stallion right you know because everybody likes her on black twitter and stuff Mm -hmm. and there were people kind of riling up and being like you know the the judges should all be like people from the ballroom culture and stuff and i feel people on that here's the only thing i would add to this and you know hopefully people can take it in the spirit that it's intended uh people might not watch that and i don't mean that in a negative mean way i mean like all show all these celebrity all these like judging shows do this you bring yeah, they in have celebrity people you bring in the celebrities only for the fact that they will bring in the eyes it's not really to say that this person comes from this industry or whatever Mm-mm. hopefully when you get big enough celebrities they will turn the people who actually are in that culture into stars where they don't need it and what you really like in a, in a wild way um people like this are really being allies mm-hmm. because because they don't have to lend their audience to they could be like oh no 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 i'm not gonna do anything with them good luck for that you know so coming in and being like a celebrity guest judge or celebrity guest whatever like that's actually a good thing you know um and it's one way you can help you know so i i don't i don't think that uh i think the i the the way twitter does shit is like everything turns negative so of course of course this went negative before people could really be like well if the truth is she's a guest host and if the truth is um yeah she's, she, guest, she's not like she has any quote-unquote power she's a host, right if a the truth host. is we don't care about megan coming in and doing the same thing mm-hmm. you know um like i can see i can see people feeling a certain way like uh, like i don't know man it just seemed like it got very mean the other thing i felt bad about is the idea that she felt she had to come out because 
apparently you know within her culture as an indian woman you know it's pretty uh it can be pretty messed up you know and who knows what her personal family and stuff like that is right so you know it's one of those things where it's almost like she almost had to come out because people were telling her how not queer she was as part of the reason she can't do this and so it's in a weird way like people like she had to come out and then people got mad at her for coming out because i'm to be frank i think people would rather be mad you know in the day that's all that matters it don't matter what you say or what you do they are mad and something has got to feed that machine like unless you're saying that she um is lying but then she mentioned uh being queer a few years ago but i guess it just wasn't a big news story or whatever but people just didn't give a fuck so it's like you almost have to come out because people literally are telling you you have no business even being involved now even with that it doesn't necessarily mean she's part of ballroom culture because there's levels to you know any community so they're clearly having her own for the celebrity appeal of it and not to be the bonafide like she knows ballroom culture and i feel like people really turned on it um now look maybe um maybe like i know it's a scripted show so it's this this is not a scripted show this is a actual like contest show but i'm about to make a comparison to pose i know pose is a scripted show but it would be like saying let's do pose and then whenever these big name actors that come in and like do smaller roles or they do roles that are like co uh they're like like they're not of the ballroom culture they're not you know what i'm saying like so they might come in and just do like a role on the show and people go oh i know that person i want to check out this episode or whatever well hopefully you're because you like i don't know james vanderbeek you're watching the show and you go oh this is actually a good show oh and who is this pray tell person oh i never you know and then boom now now you're a fan of a new person now you're watching the show on your own that's kind of what this synergy is supposed to create now as with almost all announcements on social media it's not gonna go over well um when you announce shit up front you almost are better reveal just unveiling shit yeah and and not letting people prepare for it just being like this show is out now and it seems like people tend to like shit more when they don't know like imagine like people loved watchmen last year because they didn't know shit about it correct it's like watchmen people were talking about watchmen maybe uh five days before it was on the air that was like you like okay you can go watch it now as opposed to if they would have told you a white man damon Littleoff, is doing a version of this show where it's going to be talking about the fucking uh black wall street massacre and shit people would have been like no so you better off now it's everybody's favorite they got all these avatars they put mm-hmm. it on their list of favorite mm-hmm. shows but on paper they would have hated that so sometimes you just have to put the thing out and let people judge for themselves so you know i like i said I, it, it was a very complicated thing because i'm not saying anyone's feelings were invalid about this idea of damn these people coming into our space to 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 uh and they, and they didn't come from it and now they're going to be on tv like they represent us blah, blah blah but i really would caution people to wait till it comes out because my guess is two things what my guess is it won't be like that like there will be the people who are of the culture and there'll be a clear distinction between them and the people that are their celebrity judges that would be my that's my first guess my second thing is this if it's that bad there'll be plenty of time to roast that shit once it's out like like soon as that first episode comes out and y'all don't like it i'm sure everybody's gonna be shitting on it anyway so 
we'll see correct and it's also one of those things where like you talked about all these other shows that have been on over the years that people have watched over decades you no know, 20 15 20 years have all done the same format so they're not doing anything different than any other show has done tyra has done this right you know a uh, next top model you know so when you start talking about this stuff even singing uh shows all of them do the here's the celebrity of the day or the week or whatever or or here's a celebrity for this one challenge that we're doing or whatever it is like this is not anything it's not like you're being treated different you're you're like that this is the same structure that they give everything else yeah i was just wondering because i I don't watch like drag race and stuff so i don't don't know if they have so i don't know if they have like celebrities that don't come from the culture that also are part of judging the talent but if it's like that i can you know i mean if it's similar i could kind of see why but like i said i I think also hopefully what happens from this is that enough people make their names from the fact that megan the stallion was on here mm-hmm. and people watch and people watch this this thing for megan the stallion and they stayed i hope that's what happens um at any rate uh it just seemed like she said it was a clusterfuck a girl beats now i'm not really fucking with the title of this but i need but for the purposes of the of the content of the article i'm gonna read it anyway girl beats transgender track star in state championship race a female high school student defeats a transgender athlete in connecticut state championship who wrote this washington times okay wow uh in connecticut state championship race just two days after a lawsuit was filed in an effort to block transgender athletes from participating in girls sports in the state chelsea mitchell of ken high school won the class s5 s55 meter dash title on friday night night with a time of 7.18 seconds edging terry miller of bloomfield high school miller a transgender athlete finished with 7.2 uh seconds uh the families of mitchell and the two other female high school runners filed the federal lawsuits on wednesday arguing that allowing athletes with male anatomy to compete has deprived them of track titles and scholarship opportunities you won this is the shit i'll be talking about though right because because this idea is that uh, has anyone considered how ridiculous the idea is that someone would change their entire gender and the way that they are go through life for a slight advantage in track and field or some shit like it like you this is track and field is what they worried about yeah this isn't joanna man right like like how is how does it like uh, do they not understand the entirety of the concept of one person risking ridicule some and many of these trans athletes are black so now we're talking about death possibly come on for so they can for what so they so they so, so they can win some track meets like is that really what you think is happening just man i keep coming in seventh with the guys oh you know what i'm trans now i like it's just it's, i don't think people consider the reality of everything that comes with this <laughs> situation right. you know so yeah and and then the thing is you're suing saying this person's taking something from you you beat you beat her so what did they take you like you, you won the race like you should just concentrate on that oh we gotta sue you know this your scholarship is gonna be lost because this person came in second oh wait a minute that's not how scholarships work 
the lawsuit centers on miller and another transgender sp- uh sprinter andrea yearwood of cromwell high school who have frequently outperformed their cisgender competitors to two seniors have combined to win 15 girls state indoor and outdoor championships since 2017 the harvard uh current reported miller and mitchell did not interact before or after the race i clap because for me i'm not a hater miller said when you take a win you take the win even if you don't respect me i respect you mitchell said the race is exciting it's definitely big because i've never beaten her before mitchell said mitchell also won the long jump and the 300 meter dash which miller uh came in 16 uh the lawsuit was filed against connecticut association schools connecticut interscholastic uh athletic conference and the board of education in bloomfield cromwell glastonbury canton and danbury um yeah that's that's wild and of course the other fallout from this that's not going to be talked about if you repeal this if you win this lawsuit somehow you basically overturn uh the anti-discrimination uh laws against trans people in the schools for your whole state because you didn't come in first at every fucking race right people and and this is what kills me people with privilege don't don't like to be fucking um mediocre you know white people lord have mercy if it's all white people in the room it's okay but you let somebody outside of white men step in here, all of a sudden they getting all the jobs. They got all the shows. Lord, don't put them in front of the white men. They, they lose their fucking mind. But you might be goddamn mediocre. This person actually might be good at it, but they don't, they, they will never concede that this person actually might be really, really good at this and they're just fucking mediocre. Not to mention all the testing, the hormone treatments and all this shit. Like, I just don't think people, I don't think people really consider or think about any of this shit mm, it's a lot of mediocre ass people out in the world and it's okay to be mediocre uh, well i mean even if you're really good at track i mean right. i'm not trying to say this woman this girl is mediocre she might be good i mean she did win this race correct you know but i'm just saying you can't really prove that the only reason this person is ahead of you in other races is because they're trans then how did you beat them this time like make it sound like you had to work harder you know it's like when they write these horrible racist you know dog whistling articles about like serena and venus and shit mm-hmm. and you're like what what are y'all really trying to say though um boosie uh the rapper mm-hmm. slams Dwayne way for supporting his trans daughter's decision to identify as female uh Did somebody asked he just felt like telling yeah let's see um yeah he just went on instagram so he just felt like telling okay and a post caption i'm gonna say that i'm gonna say that say it since this pussy ass world ain't go say shit you tripping nigga hashtag period he slammed wade for supporting zaya's decision as he claims she's too young Dwayne wade you gone too fucking far dog this is a male boosie said a 12 year old at 12 you don't even know what they next meal gonna be uh they don't have shit figured out yet he might meet a woman or anything at 16 and fall in love with her but his dick gone you going too far dog don't cut his dick off if he gonna be gay let him be gay don't cut his dick off don't address him as a woman dog he's 12 years old he's not up there yet he hasn't made his final decisions yet don't cut his dick off you tripping dog what how how do we get to this what is happening here with this statement yeah um 
there's a few things about it too uh boosie is also the person that i mean boosie an ignorant ass nigga like it's not like he gonna be educated by somebody bending his ear or whatever like this is just him you know uh to me this is just him being like i want to say some ignorant shit um and nobody can stop him right the second thing is boosie's also the dude that i think his son turned 14 or some age like 11 some underage and talked about how he was gonna get him a prostitute to suck his son's dick for his birthday oh oh no yeah so i don't know that he's the paragon of virtue when it comes to uh parenting um and what decisions should be made um and the other thing too man and i've been saying this for a minute if it wasn't Dwayne wade this is how a lot of people would feel one of the one of the reasons that it is important that it's Dwayne wade is because it's one of the black dudes that a lot of straight black dudes respect correct so then they they kind of just go well even if i don't understand it even if i don't agree with it i do fuck with Dwayne wade and i cook and i can see the bravery i can see the pride and the courage in protecting your child and coming out to the world and saying this is my child and i'm not even gonna let you guys fuck with her that being said i don't think these people suddenly start understanding trans uh rights and Mm-mm. becoming advocates and shit no nope. they just they just respect a nigga who play basketball real good because he's a man yeah I'm, yeah because i mean when it was gabby people don't talk about gabby even the way they talk about d-way of course you know and i get why i mean the world is fucked up and being a man who embraces this is much more rare being a man who's not ashamed or afraid or whatever that it is rarer that doesn't necessarily mean that 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 men deserve a pedestal but when you do see a it's it's more it's like a white person that can dance right people see a white person that can dance and you like well that's a novelty act you know what i mean and that's kind of how people are treating d-wave right now because it's so fucking rare to see a a famous very masculine considered quote-unquote uh black dude out here being like yeah this is my child i support her and y'all you know y'all like this like y'all aren't gonna fuck with my child um the other part of it too is that um the obsession with genitalia and the surgeries and all that stuff is basically where most cishet people start and stop with what is trans right that's when a lot of them check in to check out yeah this ain't your child you don't know what kind of stuff the the family's planning on doing you don't know what their uh what she's decided to do with her body you don't know any of that it's frankly not our fucking business you know like they just because they're publicly coming out and saying we support our child does not mean and now we want to be privy to every single decision or whatever if they decide to tell us that if zaya decides to put the world let the world in on that that's on them but that's definitely not on uh the public to chime in i don't think little boosie gives a fuck he don't listen to this podcast he's not gonna listen to no niggas about this um and i'm really glad that wade and gabby tend to be the type that understand they're in it for the long haul and this is a commitment to educating people which is what her and Dwayne have said so i so hopefully we won't see just him you know it getting ignorant and Dwayne way talking a bunch of shit out in public because it seemed like he's been like like i look at the comments and see what people say on our posts like i i don't want zaya seeing it but i want to educate people i want people to understand these things so you know uh it's, it's just unfortunate but this is 
this is what happens this is part of the whole idea of being an advocate being an ally being a, a parent you know being a, not being ashamed people want Dwayne Wade to be ashamed they would know? love for him to um so yeah um let's see uh charles barkley discusses advocacy for lgbtq community anytime you're black you got to stand up for other people um yeah he went on ellen DeGeneres' show uh DeGeneres started off thanking barkley for his protest against north carolina's house bill too also known as the bathroom bill which prohibited transgender people from using restrooms or other public facilities according to the gender identity um barkley said i think anytime you're black you got to stand up for other people black people know what discrimination is like if you're in a position of power you got to always stand up against discrimination i've been blessed i'm never going to sit back and let discrimination happen on my watch Mm. kudos a longtime supporter of lgbtq equality barkley has been outspoken in support of same-sex marriage and even voiced his support of jason collins an openly gay player in the nba who came out in 2013 saying i'd rather have a gay guy who can play than a straight guy who can't play um all right then charles i did not know that about him Mm-mm. um so uh you know he also said something uh this week too about at the all-star weekend i appreciate it because you know it did become a big long kobe worshiping situation which i understand he's a basketball god essentially yeah and it's all-star weekend you're right and he passed and all that stuff but i appreciate it charles barkley being like just we don't have to basically pretend that that colorado didn't happen to to say that you know we love kobe and we love what he like his basketball legacy and all that stuff we don't have to then sanctify the man We'd have to pretend he never made mistakes. He had no flaws. And that was some real shit, man. Like, Charles has been known to say some dumb shit in the past. Mm-hmm. But uh at least on those instances, I was like, I mean, because that's the thing. Charles isn't like a Azalea Banks or somebody like where, where they just wrong all the time. Right. Charles like 50-50 or some shit or 75-25. Well, you just, when you disagree with him, you're like, God damn it, I really disagree. But, yeah, on those two points, I was like, yeah, man, I, that's valid as fuck. Mm-hmm. and it's charles barkley saying it so these little niggas ain't finna say shit <laughs> the same way they didn't harass china hossie coast they didn't harass michael eric dyson and they didn't har- they're not gonna harass charles barkley the only person they was talking about threatening and shit was gail king ain't that funny <laughs> what could be the difference one of these things is doing its own thing one of these things is not the same right uh all right uh let's move into some other stuff uh get to these other articles how about um uh, this did you know amazon ceo billionaire jeff bezos is giving 10 billion dollars to fight climate change no i did not know that Mm mm-hmm right after they talked about how that wasn't shit that he bought the most expensive house in like la and it was like at what point with an eighth of one percent of his wealth or something like that and then he said his 10 billion dollars to change climate because nobody can buy amazon underwater okay we haven't got the technology just come on yet. yet we need to keep the rest of these suckers alive i mean customers mm-hmm. alive um so i guess good for him you know and i appreciate it you know, I don't have anything bad to say about him doing this. I think it's a great move. I, I Nothing would, but praise. I would take the money too. You know, and I know what y'all thinking, Rod. How can you feel this way? Um, 
well from being honest guys because he's white white capitalism is fine with me boo 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 so when black people do things boo uh summer walker faces backlash over hiv comment accused of furthering hiv stigma what did she say i've heard that name before what did she say summer walker is the uh, one that has like acute um acute anxiety oh there oh okay yes 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 we talked about her being on tour and, and stuff like that yeah yeah so she says she got a laptop stolen on a flight and says whoever stole my laptop off that la flight last night can suck a fat stinking uncircumcised hiv infested dick oh she posted with a smiley face emoji fans along with hiv activists immediately took offense to her comment talking social taking the social media to call her out i've been living with hiv since summer walker was 11 years old and longer than her career will last my immune system is stronger than her live performances good morning said activist dana white who's also hiv positive the hiv stigma is usually not something people who are are interested in unlearning until the virus impacts them directly summer walker's words were offensive yes but also sad because one in 48 black women may be diagnosed in their lifetime uh, as the backlash continued even the centers for disease control spoke out about the comment saying damn. feeling that people deserve to get hiv because of their choices is a prime example of hiv stigma damn in turn summer walker took their ig story once again to respond to the backlash saying i don't care if i'm quote unquote canceled i offend someone every day what the fuck else is new had a good old double down yeah i mean sh- i hate this i almost had to respect the uh the way that she really didn't even try to pretend to give a fuck Mm-mm. like she's like we don't even have to go through the little song and dance where i do the thing while i'm like i'm sorry you know if i offended anyone Mm-mm. she was like i know y'all offended and fuck y'all and i don't care wow that's a hell of a play cotton you know what she's saying i ain't going back and forth with you niggas right i'm living my best life damn yeah well i mean it's a good point i mean what it's not like she gotta worry about y'all doing something to her she's not gonna be at the concert so i mean <laughs> <laughs> where y'all gonna catch at you know oh man that's wild jesus um uh don't care about this okay we don't care about it okay here's one love island host suicide ignites petition for stricter media coverage in the uk the passing of love island host caroline flack caroline flack has ignited a conversation over whether the uk should have stricter guidelines for social media and press this past saturday flack 40 was found dead in an apparent suicide in her london flat now friends of the host believe the tabloid press and social media critics are the reason the celeb took her own life saying she was harassed after news broke in december about her allegedly assaulting her boyfriend flack denied the abuse charge in response to flack's death british prime minister boris johnson's spokesman said social media companies need to make sure changes are made online to combat virtual bullying Caroline Caroline Flack was relentlessly trolled online, but this trolling was amplified and legitimized by mainstream press, and they should not be allowed to judge their share of the blame, said Tracy Brabin, the opposition Labour Party's culture spokeswoman. Uh, what was this at in London? Mm-hmm. England? UK. UK? Oh, okay. Um, ain't that where Meghan Markle and her husband left? 
yeah okay uh, i just wanted to be sure the news comes on the heels of prince harry and Meghan markle's departure from the uk following the nation's poor and misleading coverage of the couple on monday two days after the love out Al- after love allen was set to come back hundreds of thousands of people signed online position petitions calling for another investigation to the government making stricter rules for how the media can cover celebrities according to u.s news some of the demands include a ban on the use of anonymous quotes the invasion of privacy the publication of private information and medical records yeah um i i would love to see america adopt this too like i i really think part our obsession with celebrity and then our jealousy envy and then eventually hatred of them right we've seen that it's not good i don't think it's a coincidence that so many of these celebs turn to substances Mm -hmm. so many of them end up suffering from mental health issues Mm -hmm. some of them end up you know uh having suicides and stuff because i really do feel like people make it their mission to make these people fucking miserable out of envy and jealousy and shit yeah and then for some of them they just actually fucking just be like i'm out on social media like they just leave social media all together but the thing is the celebrity themselves are why everybody's there well we also have unprecedented reach to celebrities correct so it's like we we feel like we can talk to someone who has an at sign in front of their name and once you feel that way you feel like you can say anything to them you know and god forbid they be human and have to read some of that shit or feel a way about it you know or they maybe in their mind they thought oh this will be a good thing i can interact with my fans it'll be so fun and then you find out this place is the goddamn ghetto you know and now yeah and then when you throw out the media part of it and they got like pierce morgan over there and shit and i saw like uh pete well i didn't see because i got him blocked up but people were saying something about he made a trip wrote a did a tribute to her something on his show or whatever the fuck he does over there and they were like and that's after him harassing megan for all this time it's like you bully people but when something like this happens everybody can't wait to play the it wasn't me game you know and i'm and and for the record i'm not i can't say for sure why people kill themselves i'm not one of these people that just oh yeah they definitely did it for this reason nobody fucking knows nobody knows she could have been suffering from a lot of different things we really don't fucking know Mm -mm. but what i do know is is not we know that your mental health definitely had is affected by social media and by the way you're treated and the lies and things people say and do about you why do you think it's so important that we have uh we have to we have to showcase the that trans and queer kids are um you know need to be understood loved and accepted and you know like why why is that so important oh because the suicide rate for those kids is much fucking higher why is it so much higher if none of this stuff has impact if social media doesn't have impact society doesn't have impact your peers don't have impact and like these things have impact so why wouldn't it work that way for celebrities you know i know because we're so fucking uh jealous of them and envious of them we can't see a world where someone who's famous and on tv is actually feeling like shit and feeling way worse than we are right we can't we can't even see that because of jealousy and envy um all right let's see last thing keenan thompson will host the white house correspondence dinner oh so they doing one and having comedians come in mm, i thought they stopped that mm-hmm 
now what the thing i thought was weird uh hassan minaj is also gonna be there but uh no no offense to him but you know cool I, but i love keenan more um but the thing that's weird to me is there's still this idea around of like maybe donald trump will show up oh mm-mm. if we do this maybe trump will come no I, i'm not saying whether or not he comes why do y'all care right you know fuck him it's not a game anymore you know uh, like it's not about him being a good sport or not and then you know when he does the roast part back he wouldn't do nothing but talk shit like real shit about y'all and this motherfucker really don't fuck with the press i don't know why they keep thinking they can like cross bridges and be his friends and treat him a standard way they treat everybody else it's not gonna happen Mm-mm. like damn just let him go girl he's terrible he's terrible for you girl let him go mm-hmm all right uh let's see what i want to do next um you know what i don't want to do fucking with black people guys i'm sorry oh shit yeah i just don't feel like it today um but instead i say we do something that we haven't done in a while we do some white people news oh shit now now i'm only playing this specific cover because fifty thousand of you negroes have sent this to me on every <laughs> single social media platform i have okay abusing the the, the dm privileges of all my accounts <laughs> and i'm fucking sick of it because i wanted to play a black cover of a white song but some of you guys yes. just don't fucking get it y'all don't get to pick no more this is what they sent me i don't know if they y'all, do this. y'all don't understand the concept this is not this is not the concept yeah i it was supposed to be black covers of white people songs right that, that's but, that's what the new format was that's what i thought too but these you know they just wanted to hear us react to that i guess and you know and honestly it's hard to find black covers of white people songs to be honest i've been looking for them so uh i guess we appreciate it man let's just move on for uh all right let's see we got a 
jesus why so much if that's y'all's man because he does so much shit oh uh, gotta talk about donald trump and that y'all's man i swear to god i'll try to do this as fast as i can because god damn nigga jesus <laughs> uh he gave rush limbaugh a medal of freedom of course he did they found out rush limbaugh might have cancer or some shit or he has cancer and and then and then of course uh donald trump said oh cool let me do this while he's still alive mm-hmm. and while i'm you know in office and not prison right susan collins predicts trump will be much more cautious about cheating as she votes to acquit him saying that she thought this is a good wake-up call get the fuck out of here yeah uh newsflash y'all spoiler alert Uh, he was not much more cautious he's still doing it um so yeah he was not found guilty on impeachment of course uh we knew it would stall out in the senate um uh the only thing i will add to that is okay we knew this was coming right many of you said this is exactly what you wanted right you even said this is what we had to do for the for the good of the democracy and you know for history's sake and stuff fine i'm not mad at you and i'm not gonna get mad at you i also kind of agree with you like this is what the right thing to do is to impeach this motherfucker now it does it didn't work but that's okay that's okay please vote that's it just don't just don't vote just don't use this as some type of fucking reason to not vote because honestly if people would have been serious about their uh local elections and their state elections we would have had the votes in the senate to make sure this shit did not get stopped but because people only see voting as a presidential thing we do every four years we don't have we never get that majority you know and even when we've gotten the majority in the senate a lot of times it's because uh some of those some of those seats are blue dog democrats so it's still not enough people putting their money where their mouth is and voting uh mitt romney uh said he decided that trump was guilty and gave some long ass speech about the shit before you know essentially he the shit didn't stick so okay trump fans flood iowa caucus hotline democrats say iowa caucus was a shit show but these motherfuckers was basically prank calling the hotline the phone number um <laughs> just to be like trump we we want trump that's what we want so they weren't even involved in the, the iowa caucus they're not democrats but still uh at his state of the union uh donald trump gave a little black girl from philly a scholarship to a charter school yeah to show he likes the blacks uh but the little research proved that that girl was already enrolled at that school the fuck <laughs> oh man he's such a fucking con man ah i can't believe people keep falling for this uh trump slams horrible and unfair demand by prosecutors that dirty tricks to roger stone be jailed oh yeah this became a big fucking thing because um he it's essentially roger stone is a guy that worked on trump's campaign a big he, he just looks like a villain like a cartoon villain yeah he helped a he i watched a documentary on him get me roger stone it's on netflix and i mean he's a guy that really loves being the bad guy and he doesn't mind lying he, a lot of the reason we have a lot of dirty tricks in politics now is because of him and so uh this dude helped donald trump for a while and 
he's essentially going to jail for some of the corrupt things he did under donald trump and now it's being tested will donald trump pardon these people who um who were complicit in you know russia you know the russian interference in the election and stuff he likes you enough yes um so yeah uh it was he so he tweeted out something in defense of uh roger stone and then all four roger stone prosecutors resigned from the case after the doj backpedaled on sentencing because the back the doj had tweeted one thing and then once trump said no 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 we don't want him to go to jail they they backpedaled and said no we actually gonna lower we don't want him we don't think he should go to jail now the fuck yep the fuck is this susan collins said he was learning his lesson karen uh trump fires defense official for refusing to break the law on his behalf of course he did yep two days after after the senate republicans acquitted president trump on both counts of impeachment the trump administration fired a number of national security officials european union ambassador gordon sondland and lieutenant colonel alexander vindman the national security council staffer for voluntarily testifying before the house literally revenge firings of course of course it's a goddamn shit show on some godfather shit they also can and nobody's go who who gonna check him boo they also fired the twin brother of one of the dudes who had nothing to do with any of the shit you look like him fuck you too yep um they also said they are retaliating against elaine mccusker whose nomination for a pentagon comptroller and chief financial officer has been pulled What's especially chilling about this move is the reason of retaliation. McCusker is losing her job because she attempted to follow the law. There's no cover story to rationalize it. That is the cover. This administration needs people who are committed to implementing the president's agenda, specifically on foreign policy and not trying to thwart it, a White House official tells the paper. Of course. Yep. Over the summer, the Office of Management and Budget was trying to hold up aid for Ukraine that Congress had passed in the law because it was trying to extort Ukraine to investigate Trump's rivals' defense uh defense uh de- department officials who were supposed to allocate the funds attempted to implement the policy just security uh, obtained the email chain the email showed mccusker advising budget officials as to what the law said she was not acting especially rigid about it as just uh security summary notes the email show officials bending over was to make every conceivable accommodation to keep the process moving without actually being able to obl- obligate the funding one message shows mccusker writing to another official we need to continue to give the white house has uh i guess as much decision space as possible but i'm concerned we have not officially documented the fact that we cannot promise full execution at this point and so they said she gotta go yeah she a woman well i mean everyone i called out before that that they got rid of was men so oh oh oh, oh, oh i know yeah but but she she was somebody that was like had some power power and so they was like oh you you can't tell us that we can't do this yeah i mean i just think anyone that's not on board with trump has to go i don't think he gives a fuck what your gender is he is he's running it like the mafia and these uh politicians are complicit these republican politicians are complicit yes 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 vote these niggas out of goddamn office what the fuck is wrong with people yep um trump calls for end the student loan forgiveness program it started under george bush um and it wasn't like a ton of people qualified for that one but it's the point you know the cruelty is the point uh bill barr will testify to house democrats he's the attorney general right now um and the one doing a lot of trump's oh he ain't gonna tell him i'm trying to sue like the rest of them 
when they told him you got to speak they was like i'll sue you yeah i don't know we'll see trump expected the great clemency the former illinois governor rob Blagojevich. i remember that name and ex new york police department commissioner bernard carrick um and then also he i think he also cleared an old 49ers owner pardon like part of him too and a lot of people think he's actually doing this to gear up for to send a message that he will pardon um you know people mm-hmm. that are going to jail on his behalf right now of course yep um yeah I, it's wild you know everybody was getting so ex- not everybody but some of these black people was getting so fucking excited about Ooh, look he let uh black some black people out of jail it's like yeah he's gonna be using that selfishly at some mm-hmm. point too right that's the <laughs> that's just trick of the hand like okay and right. i'm glad he did those things and he should get the credit where credit's due but it does not change the fact that he still does some other fucked up shit jerry rice praises donald trump for pardoning former 49ers owner eddie debartolo jr i don't know who eddie debartolo is he's a former 49ers owner in 1998 he was given a million dollar fine and two years of probation for bribing partner i mean former louisiana governor edwin edwards in a gambling fraud scandal mm. um so i i don't know if he was in prison i don't know but jerry rice didn't have to speak on this yep he didn't but i guess he chose to correct and when you chose to people are gonna respond to you choosing to speak yep so well jerry was wearing that chicken helmet in that commercial that time so it could be could be some of that action some of that sweet sweet coon action uh all right let's talk about white people news all right let's get to what these white folks talking about um let's see uh hannah brown is having a hard time uh finding love after the celebrity was wait hold on why is this reason celebrity dating app request declines a request oh shit so celebrities apparently have a different dating app than the rest of us that's that's what i've heard it's it's separate from everybody else yeah well it would make sense too right i mean if i'm you know if, if you knew you could just i don't know sign up to tinder and just keep swiping until you get matched with a local celebrity or somebody in your area i mean everybody would be on there and of course celebrities would have billions of fucking people talking about i want to fuck correct hannah brown though uh is from the bachelorette and she's still looking for love on sunday the 25 year old reality star took their instagram story to call out the private dating at raya uh raya uh for not letting her have access to the exclusive membership i don't know if you know this but i was the bachelorette she revealed and i can't get on raya uh i've been on the waiting list for months now uh she then planned paying the camera to her friend elsie elise murphy and revealed even she was uh able to get on raya well that's kind of a diss to your friend ain't it <laughs> y'all let y'all y'all let her in what about me right uh but elise quipped uh quipped up letting her friends followers know that she's off it now i'm done christian mingo here i come i might not be allowed on christian mingo at this point but jesus still loves me hannah said with a big smile 
um the dancing with the stars champions comment is a reference to one of her most famous lines during the season where she revealed to luke parker that she has had sex while on the show i have had sex yeah and jesus still loves me she said during the iconic moment with sending while sending him home hannah's search for love continues after last season when she no doubt made the wrong choice choosing wannabe singer jed wyatt as her fiance well you don't really have to last huh i'm paying that didn't last yeah you don't really have to get it right right i mean isn't the point Mm -hmm. of the bachelorette to just make an entertaining tv show Mm -hmm. the relationship didn't last long after news broke that Wyatt had joined the show to boost his fame along with a girlfriend at home damn Uh, that makes sense that's why it didn't last they don't be doing no opposition research Mm -mm. uh she took girlfriend might have been in on it who knows she took the high road and gave him back his ring and was later spotted out with runner-up tyler cameron but it appears as though that was brief as well hannah has since been vocal on her social media about her single life and has been busy promoting this season of the bachelor and even made a cameo herself yeah i mean that's the other thing too like y- y'all aren't going on there for love it's a tv show correct and it's one of the biggest tv shows in the world like maybe you could argue earlier in it like there were people going on there for but at this point it's like nah this i won't be on tv not be married who gives a fuck about that TV, right you know so i can see how this will get ugly like that uh let's see who else is in here um wendy williams appears to make a price is right joke about annie harwick's falling death yeah now listen as two people who have made horrible jokes about unfortunate untimely deaths we on have, the show yes i'm not trying to come at this from a place of being on a high horse Mm-mm. except except uh, supposedly this woman who died in a fall mm-hmm. possibly died because her ex who she had a restraining order against found her and killed her oh right so some domestic violence shit happening right which which i'm shocked because and i look i'm not a wendy Williams fan maybe she does this every day at her show or whatever i know back in the day on radio show she was more raunchy but i'm kind of shocked because she's wendy williams has literally had like a scandal or at least a very very salacious opinion like every week for the last four weeks or so i wonder if it's because the ratings are down or be something something happening like you know like what's happening with her so i got to be in a news rotation yeah Yeah. because anyone could tell you and it's a daytime tv show anyone could tell you like that's probably not gonna go over well but yeah uh on monday just two days after harwick died after falling from a balcony following an alleged attack from her ex-boyfriend williams 55 addressed the incident on her namesake talk namesake talk show while discussing harwick's deadly fall williams told the audience that she was killed not by drew however the segment quickly turned sour when williams said come on down the famous phrase carrie uses on a game show the price is right oh no williams also tilted her head from looking upward down to the floor seemingly referencing harwick's fall wow in response the audience remained quiet as williams awkwardly continued the conversation i know they did rest for carrie and williams and cbs did not immediately respond to the crest comment but that's why they hired her though yeah there's a bunch of tweets of people being mad um wow 
yeah i just i just don't see how you thought you could get away with that on network tv but maybe she did get away with it. i don't know that if nothing happens to her i guess she she won right so i guess you know it's not uh yeah so um wow yep yeah let's see what else white people are up to uh heidi klum says she was called a a white woman for defending america's got talent but she is white i don't understand the confusion oh you oh i understand it's the way it was said oh (laughs) i mean you know because all of a sudden you part of a group oh lord i'm a part of a group i'm not an individual person you're a black woman but there's a way to say that that'll make you be like what the fuck you mean black correct so somebody hit her with the white woman that way that's probably it that, 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 yeah and and i <laughs> and i understand that yeah we, yeah in november reports came out that gabrielle union had been let go from the position that she lied yeah, da, da, da. we know that part at a television critics association event in january clume who was a judge on the show for six seasons said i've only had an amazing experience on the show i can't speak for gabrielle i didn't experience the same thing to me everyone treats you with the utmost respect but on wednesday at the amfar gala oh that means at uh cipriani wall street clume told us a lot of people got mad at me i was called for example a white woman and 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 for me i do understand what you're saying but the history behind us calling you white and you calling us black it is it's not as those things are not the same ma'am you are a white woman mm -hmm. i think you may have uh and maybe i'm reading too much into this but i think you may have mistaken my explanation for defense <laughs> okay my bad i i think because you could say oh you're a white woman and there's a lot of times white people won't take any offense to it correct so i imagine somebody put a little inflection on that white and that's, that's it was like a white yeah, woman you know they got hit she got hit with that you know like that white woman and then she was like oh shit you know this we have it we experience it too as black people there's a way to be like oh yeah i ran into this black guy the other day and then it's, i ran into this black guy the other day it's like <laughs> what are these in the same no it's not so yeah somebody because because white woman is not an offensive term Mm-mm. right i mean but i can make it sound offensive ah uh, yes i so can so that's what i'm saying like somebody hit her with the you know uh you acting mighty white over there yeah well of course you don't know you're a white woman and she got hit with she got her her chest got tight she don't know how to explain it (laughs) was i just racism to get right reverse reverse racism i think it's important for everyone to speak their truth i think that's that when there is a story it should be told i had a different story i can only speak for what i saw it has nothing to do with what color i am i'm human so i just look at what i saw oh the no color defense no you how are you how do you got an opinion about some shit that's indirectly affect you you could have said nothing between her and terry cruz you could have what is said, happening right you could have said nothing because people go well you a white woman the fuck you know about this i like that she really thought telling people that was gonna make us be on her side i said my experience and i was called a white woman i have half black children with seal okay and these people are calling me white to my face to your face i am a human woman you got to deal with it you white woman <laughs> get the fuck out of here right 
this crocodile tears of being called a white woman is this how the slaves felt now i get it okay no you don't ma'am oh man it's so funny because white people love being white but you start Ooh, you call up, them white it's a problem you bring up they white in a situation where it's a it's not a positive oh my god they just lose their fucking minds yep it's like oh yeah you wouldn't know nothing about this because you white well what does that mean nigga you white you don't know what the fuck you talking about that you don't get to rule everything you don't know oh man uh justin timberlake celebrates his wife jessica bill on valentine's day when you know you know shout out to push your teeth uh justin timberlake and jessica bill are throwing it back uh for valentine's day timberlake 39 celebrated his actress wife with a sweet photo from their younger years on instagram throwback to our first year together it ain't hard to tell from my face the musician joked in the caption when you know you know i love you my funny valentine every day the 14th happy love day y'all um now didn't we cover some on white people news or this nigga was mm-hmm. all loved up on a black mm-hmm. black girl mm-hmm. he, he, was he was retracting real quick let me tell you something about justin timberlake uh despite conventional wisdom he does go back once he goes black okay i would actually go Mm -hmm. he always goes back once he goes black okay he dallies in the black but he don't stay no he don't stay Mm -mm, mm um yeah uh the two have been together since 20 2007 um they officially tied the knot in 2012 during a romantic ceremony in italy and our parents to their four-year-old four-and-a-half-year-old silas bill 37 shared her own photo of her husband with their son for the holiday caption in my valentine's heart emoji love you guys to the moon yeah that makes sense that she would um include the son in it too you know because that's probably the only reason she can stay in the Let marriage i know he claimed uh the sweet valentine's day festivities come a little more than a week after timberlake supported his wife at the season three premiere of the center and the london at the london hotel in west hollywood this marked their first public event since timberlake apologized to bill after he was seen holding hands with his palmer co-star alicia wainwright during a night out in new orleans in november wow (laughs) oh man something just popped up let me close this but holding hands who does that Mm-hmm. while the pair skipped the red carpet timberlake and bill were inseparable inside the screening and the premiere at the party the doting husband had was seen looking adorably at bill as her executive producer credit appeared on the screen after the viewing ended timberlake applauded bill telling one of the cast members that he can't wait to see more later that night they were spotted holding hands and affectionately canoodling as they chatted with the show's cast and crew timberlake and bill took photos with friends before leaving the event well yeah i mean he holds hands with everybody is he even special at this point (laughs) (laughs) uh on january 31st bill posted a loving tribute to her husband on instagram in honor of his birthday so they really just about to to tweet through it i don't blame him no i get it i get it too i mean if you're not gonna not gonna break up then i guess we might as well skip to the part where you together and, and acting like it's all good huh you're right in december timberlake shared a public apology to bill on his instagram and denied speculation that anything inappropriate happened between him and his co-star wainwright 
i stay away from gossip as much as i can but for my family i feel it's important to address recent rumors that are hurting the people i love a few weeks ago i displayed a strong lapse in judgment but let me be clear nothing happened between me and my co-star i drank way too much that night and i regret my behavior i should have known better this is not the example i want set for my son i apologize to my amazing wife and family for putting them through such an embarrassing situation and i'm focused on being the best husband and father i could be this was not that so i guess we gotta forgive them y'all i mean shit that's a good apology right there and now they uh doing valentine's day together mm-hmm. crisis averted is what i say it is okay janet crawled so jessica kawai oh no boo mm-hmm uh rosa mcgowan admits she lost sight of the bigger picture slamming natalie portman oh, why don't white crime with well this? you know rose mcgowan man she's like ah, she's very all over the place like she she's the person that has decided that she is the only person that can speak for me too movement and, oh is that woman yeah. okay and like she'll say something racist and then if you call her on it she'll be like how dare you the me too i'm i'm, okay. I'm the only one fighting for this shit right you know. anyway she's tweeting my apology at the slim and natalie portman's oscar protest a week after criticizing portman in a facebook post and asserting her oscar protest was more like an actress acting the part of someone who cares mcgowan has refocused her message to include all voices speaking out against injustice my critique should yeah because natalie portman wanted to dress to the oscars that had the names of all the women uh who should have been nominated for uh and she was getting praised directors women directors who should have been nominated and so uh people were pointed out rosen gowan says basically well her company doesn't um have any women directors like other than her and you know i now if if you want to get into the weeds of it she has had several times tried to get women directors uh some fell through because of scheduling conflicts stuff like that and so um you know but she can still do better obviously uh she also was the person that i think she walked off of was it thor three she was the one where they said they were gonna get um gal uh, not gal Gadot, uh what's the woman who directed wonder woman um patty jenkins patty jenkins and because patty jenkins couldn't do it or they wouldn't pay her or some shit natalie portman was like well i'm out i don't want to be in the franchise anymore right she ended up leaving right so while you may feel like she can do a better job there's there's an understanding of nuance there of well she is trying and she she has walked the walk in some situations um at any rate um that's not what the criticism essentially was she uh she said that um uh the original protest that um that natalie portman did was deeply offensive for those of us who actually do the work and she also called her a fraud Ooh, right uh messaging is everything come on uh and portman later responded i agree with miss mcgowan that it is inaccurate to call me brave for wearing a garment with women's names on it uh brave is a term i'm more strongly associated with actions like those of the women who have been testifying against harvey weinstein the last few weeks under incredible pressure um and then uh uh i guess after she 
kind of said that that's when rose mcgowan said my critique should have been about hollywood's ongoing cultural silence i realized that by critiquing someone personally i lost sight of the bigger picture all voices however spoken are valid let's all keep pushing boundaries in whatever way we can it's time to get loud mm-hmm. you said that she didn't argue with you she was like oh you, you know she was like you know what you're right I'm I'm right. Like it's almost like she didn't know how to respond to her being like, "You're right. It's not brave." Portland definitely handled Portman handled that well. You're right, because you know when people get personal and you, it's like people always expect you to take the high road, and you know uh you don't have to. Mm-mm. But I appreciate her being you able. Don't to do have that. to. A lot of people would not have uh yeah um mcgowan also argued portman is the problem because this is earlier because she claimed the actress only worked with two female directors in her very long career one of them was you adding that portman's production company handsome charlie films has hired exactly one female director you you a-listers could change the world if you take a stand instead of being the problem yes you natalie you are the problem lip service is the problem portman specifically responded to that part of mcgowan's post as well saying that she's tried to work with other female directors but the projects haven't worked out it is true i've only made a few films with women in my long career i've only gotten a chance to work with female directors a few times i've made shorts commercials music videos features with maria uh maria cohen mira nair rebecca uh slazowski anna rose homer sophia coppola sharon uh neshat and myself portman continue unfortunately the unmade films i have tried to make are ghost history yeah that's the thing because uh, i was talking to someone about this on my facebook page that was like well the critique was valid blah blah and i'm like i but the thing is when you talk about someone with a long history of just the message is so fucked up from them that it never really hits the target like it's supposed to right and it's always this mess of you gotta come back and fix it you gotta understand people being like dog no right because it's one oh, hold on we about to get cut off I'm, I'm so sorry baby i'm so sorry give me give me one second to pause and come right back keep that remember that thought all right before we were really interrupted by the session karen all about to is is this white woman the azalea banks of the white women she just come out and just say shit and just go at people and just be like fuck you bitches fuck you bitches fuck you fuck you and they be like hey uh uh, calm down and then it's like oh i apologize and this ain't gonna last long she'll find something else because like this is the behavior that she does like but but azalea does the black people you know the other thing too is i think it's kind of like what people do now where they couch their jealousy and envy and wokeness so like to me you kind of get that feeling underneath when you see the list of people who they don't fuck with even the ones who are doing better who are trying who actually if you do a little bit just a little bit of research you'll be like oh she actually has been trying it just hasn't always worked out right because guess what when you decide to do movies with women you're less you're gonna be less often to be successful because of all the hurdles facing women within the industry so your movie might not get made your director might have to leave they might want to bring in a dude like these are the the risks you take even when you are trying and then to penalize me for essentially trying and failing and being like you know fuck you specifically because you didn't get it done by yourself is kind of some bullshit you know and i might look i don't know these people but my guess is people hipped rose mcgowan to uh natalie portman is for real like she's the she wrong did, target money she though. she actually has done these things and the you know or whatever and then um 
after and then also you know i it's, it's easy to believe natalie portman's righteous because of her response because a lot of people i feel like if they just faking it will be like fuck you bitch you know my jacket speaks for itself or whatever you know like but she was like nah it's cool like you right i have tried and i can do better so i'm just leave it at that right and that's kind of how you have to you respond to like i think i'm just so off and maybe it's just the position we've been in i'm so off of fucking people that are taking their personal slights out on you right specifically right. and then i gotta have all the fucking patience of job and all the tolerance or else i'm the asshole and i'm just sick of people putting people in that position like nah dog just like there was a way for you to make your point without trying to like throw me under the bus right and and she could have said nothing but she chose to interact with her in this manner she could have just ignored the fuck out of her and just let her go to oblivion right because in her mind that's not funny who is you who are you well nah she's rosen guy with somebody but um yeah in 2018 portman also made headlines she called out the golden Globes for its exclusion of female nominees in the best director category while presenting the award alongside ron howard and here are the male nominees she said before introducing five men up for the award at the time uh there have only been five female directing nominees in the oscars 92 year history in 2010 Catherine bigelow became the first and so far only woman to win the best director award for a film the hurt locker so yeah man i like i said i'm not i I know rose mcgowan's been through so much trauma and shit so maybe that's just what it is but correct man it's just it's just like like you said she like the white azalea banks you just can't fucking you gotta just let her be and and i don't mean that like like who are you who are you because like you said she is somebody yeah but it's one of those things where it's like anytime something happens you come off the top raptor you know what i mean come off the top rope and everybody's like god damn where you come from right and it's just and it's that thing when someone has to be on 10 and i'm just it's hard to allow for the quote unquote nuance when you're not allowing for any Mm-mm. you know what i mean it's like you come out at, at people on 10 and then try to bring it back later it's like dog nah. it's hard it's hard to take you serious when you keep doing that I over and over i cannot take people seriously that is is like they yelling at you yelling at you yelling at you then when they want to tone it down it's cool but you know you better not dare be on the same level as they are or else this is a motherfucking problem yeah i gotta come at you with all the love and understanding in the world right but it's but, not reciprocated but, but you can say and do anything to me and, and i gotta be like well you know they've been through a lot uh the queen bans hit prince harry and Meghan markle from using sussex royal brand that cost them thousands uh i guess they must drop their sussex royal label after deciding to step down as working royals uh following lengthy and complex talks the queen and senior officials i believe to have agreed it is no longer tenable for the couple to keep the word royal in their branding harry and megan have spent tens of thousands of pounds on a new sussex royal website to complement their hugely popular instagram feed they have also sought to register sussex royal as a global trademark for a range of items and activities including clothing stationary books and teaching materials i hope they don't the queen don't think that they care this is a way of being quote-unquote taking slight at like you know kind of be like uh, uh, on the way out but they're like okay in addition they have taken steps to set up new charitable organizations sussex royal the foundation of the duke and duchess of sussex it has now been made clear that they will need to rebrand the male understands that amid what has been described as a complex situation the fine detail is still being thrashed out 
uh however it is understood the couple have accepted that as part of their new working assignment arrangements they will not be able to use the sussex royal name as they had hoped the development is thought to represent a major blow to the sussexes who uh now face starting again and re-registering everything from their website to the charity under a new label pete pete that's why she did that right because i really do think that they talked they probably was like we're gonna leave it was like nah we we can work it out they was like nah we actually leaving leaving like we want y'all to know this and they went back and forth and they was like okay fuck it we out and they basically made a public statement which kind of shocked them because they didn't expect them to do that and now it's it's just like the pet everybody's petting this on fleek yeah we'll see what happens man because like what do they do if you decide i'm using it anyway and then also you know what do they switch to if they decide to switch it because i mean i know they're trying to present this united front like there's no beef here but i don't know sound like beef to me they sound like beef because that's some shit she didn't have to do she did it because she could uh ariana grandy and rumored boyfriend mickey mikey foster spotted at disneyland together what ariana grandy's been socializing a lot with a guy she claims she isn't dating the superstar singer was spotted uh in disneyland walking arm in arm with mikey foster over the weekend as us weekly source claimed the two musicians are an idol oh that's him there okay girl all right i guess you got a type i guess i guess so uh they have they are dating and have been since around june june wow so this is uh getting pretty serious it's almost coming up on a year here mm-hmm. uh this certainly goes against the comments ari brothers frankie frankie grandy uh made after she and the social house member spark romance rumors back in august 2019 with the release of their collaborative boyfriend music video which by the way featured a hot makeout sesh between the two the following month frankie claimed that he and boyfriend hell leon went on a double date with ari and foster it was really fun game night board game so fun i love mikey i think he's a really sweet guy so talented so so caring he's a great guy but the 37 year old big brother alum clarified his comments to next tweeting the fans my sister is not in a relationship everyone relax she is very much single he later explained on his comments to us telling the outlet ariana and mikey foster are not in a relationship she is single my comments about our recent hang as friends were not meant to be taken literally hell and i were on a date this is why i refer to it as a double date where we had plans with them without realizing that what the term insinuated about their relationship outside of my own it was literally four people meeting up as friends and i would never comment on something so personal about her life anyway it's wild that you gotta say all of that mm-hmm. but that's how that's how it is being famous like yep <sighs> because they a lot of them just want normalize and shit like that and they feel like hey i come out whenever i feel like it or i want to be sure there's something that's last before i come out publicly well also like what do you do when you think like i'm ariana grandy and this nigga might just be trying to raise his profile pretending to, to fuck with me and really it's about you know getting this a bigger name within the industry correct so maybe you don't want to grant that to somebody right away Mm-mm. i can understand that right because you know because one of them things but she she's one of the people she's known her face is known mm-hmm. now i don't i've never heard of mikey foster before me either you know but uh, so i don't know if he you know he got these jams out here i don't streets. know but but her last album was a bop Mhm. I liked it. I hate to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. I don't know who this man is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could be walking down the street. I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this man. Mm-mm, he could be my server. And I'd be like, who? Jordan Belfort, the real Wolf of Wall Street, is going to sue the film studio for $300 million. Well, of course. I mean, we watched The Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, it was based off a dude that was scamming. Think he was going to let y'all have the rights to the story and not try to find a way to get some money out of it? Reform my ass, giving all those speeches around the country my ass for money. This man ain't slick. The game was to be sold, not told. I don't, I don't, I mean, you just had to see this one coming. Right. He claims that Red Granite Productions lied about being legitimately funded when he sold the rights to a story. The company's lawyer described Belfort's lawsuit as desperate and supremely ironic. Uh, Red Granite Productions co-founder Reza Aziz was arrested on suspicion of money laundering last year. Also, he said, now nah, I want some of that sweet, sweet Aziz money. Belfort 57 claims Aziz concealed these criminal acts and funded sources from him and that he was blindsided over the true source of the company's funding. But why would you need to sue? What would that have to do with you? Oh, this is an opportunity for some money. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood producer Aziz is the stepson of the former Malaysian Prime Minister Najib Razak, who is accused of siphoning $700 million from the government uh, run IM, uh, 1MDB, who funded the film into his personal uh, bank accounts. The film, which is Martin Scorsese's biggest film success to date, was based on Belfort's book, which described his wild rise as a young New York stockbroker in the late 80s and his subsequent fall through a haze of drugs, women, corruption, and fraud. Belfort, who spent 22 months in prison for crimes depicted in the 2013 movie, now wants to make his rights deal void, claiming he never would have made it if he knew where the money was coming from. Okay. Yeah, I don't believe you. He sold for three hundred million dollars, and uh, which is how much the film made at the box office. So he wants all the box office money. That's not happening. <laughs> they're gonna throw that shit out, or they're gonna if they settled it before way way less. Wolf of Wall Street too gonna be good. It's gonna be lit. I hope they can get Leo back. Wow! Oh, he acted the hell out of that role. Friend dresser on her friend with benefits. It keeps me going. Okay move over mr sheffield fred dresser says she's happy being single because she has a casual sex partner on speed dial you know i'm kind of dating myself and it's going quite well i'm not dating uh she told page six at the nbc universal new york press junket on thursday mm, i guess she got a dick on dial i don't blame her i have my gay ex-husband who I, dick. Hey. I have my gay ex-husband who i love and he fulfills a lot of needs i have someone on the side who is a friend with benefits the former the nanny star says that due to their heavy travel schedule they see each other once about one, uh, about twice a month and it's more than enough she's like listen two time two two sessions a dick a month it gets you through it okay it's delightful i got shit to do <laughs> it's delightful and delicious but i got a big life she said the best part about that dynamic is she feels she can easily voice her sexual desires we're very comfortable with each other we have our we have our routine it's always the same experience we really don't go out we don't go to restaurants we don't date what we do we do great she's talking about fucking y'all mm-hmm. we know what we came <laughs> here and the indebted the indebted actress pulls out all the stops on their nights together he comes over we hang out and we do the hot tub and i make us some food and we lay in bed and maybe we'll watch tennis together whether whatever it is or a movie we talk we have good conversation i bet you do mm-hmm. i bet it's a black man sounds 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 like it could be a black man from the way they uh 
talking um i wonder what she does when people try to like call her on one of her dick nights what's up girl uh i'm stuck in dick right now let me call you right back <laughs> of, course, <laughs> of course we have sex and it's delightful and it keeps me going she did not reveal who the lucky guy is she was previously married to peter mark jacobson for 21 years but he came out as gay when they broke things off in 1999 and have remained close ever since she was also married to dr shiva ayudurai from 2014 to 2016 well i hear you girl okay i just hope that whoever's giving you that dick isn't giving it away for free okay kendrick taught us better than this king respect <laughs> yourself uh let's see um tannin Ch- channing tatum and jesse J are officially back together nearly two months after split that didn't last long you missed your shot ladies you had a window and you blew it yep a source exclusively tells e news the singer and actor are fully back together weeks after they ended their relationship in 2019 they took a few weeks apart but ultimately decided they really care about each other single i didn't know he sung singer and actor yep with this bump in the road behind them the source says the celeb duo seemed very happy to be spending time together again this is definitely evident when an eyewitness spotted the then exes shopping in la about a week ago the source told e at the time that no pda but both were in great moods and together the whole time while giving their opinions on different items since returning since running errands that day it seems relations between the magic mike star and brit have only improved with quality time jesse has been staying at chatham's house Channing's house this uh past week and insider reveals they are super giddy around each other it would seem it was only a matter of time before the stars got back together the source who confirmed their breakup said that while they are no longer together they parted on good terms back in october a source told e news that things were getting serious between a pop star and actor but not serious enough to consider marriage they aren't there yet but they love their life together and what they have the oh so this isn't his wife this is his the new chick mm-hmm. he loves seeing her perform and traveling with her they have a good thing going so good it appears the two couldn't stay away from each other his rep did respond to oh okay i thought he was getting back together with his ex i say y'all ladies still got a chance don't let this woman stop you shoot your shot sis yep okay um all right let's go ahead and yeah that means he can still get that leg lock ladies mm-hmm you can still trap him let's go ahead and get into uh some sort of rat- ratchetness in here guys <laughs> resident confronted by man armed with a samurai sword uh a co-interim resident was confronted by a man reportedly armed with a samurai sword on tuesday evening a psni spokesman said the officers received a report that a number of men some of whom had their faces partially covered entered a house in millview area of randallstown one of them was reported to be armed with a samurai sword while others had what they described as sticks or bats once inside the property a scuffle ensued between the suspects and the male occupant who sustained injuries to his head and back the suspects then fled this is a frightening ordeal said psni spokesman 
a woman and another man who were in the house at the time were uninjured damage was caused to the inside of the house during the incident there was a frightening ordeal and we are working to establish a motive for the attack officers have urged anyone blah 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 yeah so people gonna get swords and now all of a sudden they become problem solvers right right now now every problem gotta be solved with a sword it's sad to see that happen and what about those poor people in the house that got terrorized by the violence right and what do people with swords end up with friends who are these other people in masks coming to help out mm-hmm. shady bunch of ninjas <laughs> all right y'all that's it for today's episode thank you for listening we'll be back uh probably tomorrow if not uh we may take tomorrow off or do balls deep or something um uh, just so we don't burn ourselves out but until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.